Problem Solved is supported by ACAM, a property management company serving the New York metro area and South Florida since 1983. Focusing exclusively on third-party property management, ACAM delivers a wide range of services, including capital project management, compliance, energy management, staff hospitality training, and industry-leading technology. To learn how ACAM can service your building, visit ACAM.com today. Welcome to Problem Solved, Habitat's ongoing conversation about challenges facing co-op and condo boards in New York and how their professionals help them solve those problems. I'm Bill Morris, by the way, and with me today is Doug Lister, principal at Douglas J. Lister Architect. Leaks are, as we all know, a major problem in co-op and condo buildings throughout New York City. You've had a couple of interesting anecdotal experiences lately. Let's start with the first one, a masonry building that had a serious leaking problem and you took a sort of a two-fisted approach to the problem. Tell us about that building, Doug. The first building had serious leaks after several nor'easters. And this building had a long history of leaks since it had been converted into a condominium in the 1980s. And we started by inspecting apartments where we had complaints. And we found really, really moist, wet plaster conditions inside the apartments. And we found it throughout the building, even on low floors of this this 17-story building. And in my experience, typically on lower floors, there really isn't a lot of damage. And that's because the upper floors receive the brunt of the damage, even on wind-driven rains. Although during a heavy winds, will all floors will get some damage. Now, even the lower floors were experiencing leaks, so this was a, a universal problem in the building. It was. We estimated that we had water damage from about 50% of the exterior wall of the building, and that's a very high percentage. Typically, we're talking about pre-war buildings here. Most buildings will have in a building with 100 apartments, they might have five or 10 apartments with leaks at any one time. And it, overall, that's a very low percentage of the, of the wall area, maybe just a few percent. So this is a, a major problem, and it sounds like it's going to require a major fix. What would you do? It is a major problem, and it did require a major fix. We wanted to find out what was going on. This is a really unusual situation. I'm going to back up a little bit and uh, explain that the pre-war brick masonry buildings depend on the brick and the and the mortar that the brick is laid in to provide the waterproofing for the walls and the thickness of the wall. A 16-inch thick wall will not get much water through it, but as the walls get thinner, which they happened just before World War II, they're more and more likely to have leaks but they still pended on the uh, on the mortar for waterproofing. So we tested the mortar on this building and we found out it was a, a mix that did not have much of the binders uh, that we normally use in mortar. The binders are lime and cement. So it was a it was a very inexpensive building was built during uh, the depression and the contractor had cut corners by using more sand and less cement and lime. And this allowed moisture to penetrate that mortar itself in between the layers of masonry and get into the interior of the building. Very easily. We believe that the building had always had leaks, even when it was right after it was first built. It was an expensive solution, and that was to remove the outer layer of brick 
we installed a waterproof membrane system behind a new layer of brick. And then we installed that new layer of brick on top. And we did that all over the building. In the uh, industry, that's called reskinning a building. And like I said, it was a very expensive solution. How expensive? For this building, it was uh, about $50,000 per apartment. There were about 80 apartments in the building. It was about $4 million. So that's a very big number. Let's go to uh, case study B. Now, that was a different situation, a 100-unit building. What happened there? Right. So the second building, again, had leaks after wind-driven rains. And uh, we, again, surveyed the apartments where we had complaints. And we found that about a third of the apartments had leaks. And we estimated that we were getting water damage from about 10% of the exterior walls and in much more scattered areas than that first example. If you have plaster damage in your apartment, any any damage is serious. Uh, how'd you so, attack this? This didn't require a, a reskinning, right. I'm guessing. So right? to have done the first solution to reskinning just wasn't warranted and it would have been very expensive. So we did an unconventional approach. We did the waterproofing from the interior rather than the exterior. It was an intrusive approach. We went into people's apartments where they had leaks. We removed the plaster from their walls, from the walls where we had plaster damage. We put in a a waterproof barrier on the exposed inside brick layer of the outside wall. And that barrier was a a cement-based layer, basically stucco. And then we put back a moisture-resistant wallboard. And it was a very intrusive system, like I said, but it, it stopped the chronic leaks from occurring. And it's been in place for several years, and it's held up very, very well through wind-driven rains. And this was about a third of the apartments in the building, so you had to enter these apartments. I assume people had to vacate and that while you did the work. Well, they tended to move into other rooms of their apartments. The contractors built temporary barriers in their apartments while the work was underway. Oh, okay. So they were able to remain in the apartments. What was the cost roughly? Do you remember? This was not a, an inexpensive solution. Where we had leaks, it, it came out to be about $10,000 per apartment. And I estimate that that was a third to maybe as, as high as from one-fifth to one-third as much as a conventional targeted exterior repair project would have been. And- well, now, uh, I wonder if you, if there's a lesson in these two case studies, Doug. It seems like leak problems are unique. As an architect, what do you tell your boards when they have a problem like this? Well, I recommend that if they have leaks or they're, they know they're going to be doing an exterior repair project, they should survey the apartments because a lot of shareholders and, and condo unit owners may not notice when they have water damage and that if we do an exterior repair project and then after the project is done a year later two years later somebody says well i have i have damage then it's really too late to go back and do a repair from the exterior and that's why i started actually doing these interior type repairs so the, the board should survey the, the individual units to make sure they know where the damage is, yeah? It, we should survey the individual units. Both of these buildings also have something else in common. About eight to 10 years before they had, had done these projects, they had done previous projects and of from 2 to $4 million, and these projects were not totally successful. The boards had wasted money. This time they did it right, and, and you haven't had any problems. 
we surveyed and we we did it right. Basically, buildings do exterior repair projects for three reasons: to fix potentially unsafe conditions. That's sometimes when it's called a local eleven or a FISP type of repair. Improve the appearance of their building and also to to stop leaks from the exterior. You can usually tell visually that uh, you've solved the first two problems, but you cannot tell visually that whether you've stopped a leak or not. And it's difficult for us to test to see that we've repaired a leak that only occurs during wind-driven rains. We can water test the exterior walls of buildings. We can spray water at them, but it's difficult to do a wind-driven test, which is really what you need to find out if you've actually fixed the leak. Okay, well, Doug Lister, thank you for these uh, informative stories. Every leak story is a different story, I guess, right? It is. Every building is different. That's definitely true. Thank you, Doug. Thank you.